Oh, my first memory. I I was under two years old. I was playing with a matchbox car in the backyard, but I feel like that might have been generated from memories that my that of like stories that my parents would tell me because I don't know how far back you can actually have a memory of. I feel like uh, if it was under two years old, it's like, well, maybe you saw pictures and formulated <laughs> your own memories. But uh, yeah, I would say my, my first memory, it stems from being in a backyard whenever we, whenever we had a house uh, in, in Florida. Awesome. And so I have no idea what a matchbox car is. We don't have them. Really? Over there. Or maybe we do. We just call it something <laughs> different. So what the heck is that? Sure, sure. It's a it's a tiny little uh, metal. Well, back then it was they were metal cars, about the size of your palm. I would say the palm of your hand. Uh, and so I would have tons and tons of these little cars, and I would I would like race them through the sand, and it would <laughs> the, the the sand would completely obliterate all of the paint that was on these little cars. <laughs> so a lot of times I would I would have like raw metal cars because all the decals were all worn off, or the paint just completely taken off. Yeah, that's what a Matchbox car is. Love it. Okay, yeah, we have them. They're like Hot Wheels and like all that sort of stuff. Yep. Yeah, Matchbox Deadly. Hot Wheels. Deadly. Yeah. This episode exactly. is sponsored by Hot Wheels. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're so, still in business. Everything's digital nowadays. Yeah, that's it. Hi, uh, we're going to share an electronic Hot Wheel with you. Just hold out <laughs> your hand and your AR camera will put it in your palm. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So good. So uh, for the listeners who've just jumped in, just to set a wee bit of a context, um, who are you, where are you, and what are you working on? Sure. So uh, my name is Brett Rush. I'm the director of customer experience for a software company. I live in New York City, been here since 2011. Wow. And uh, I'm originally from the countryside of Florida. So we used to have cows and horses in the middle of Florida. Whoa. Uh, what I'm working on now, uh, yeah, just building up my team for the software company while also taking care of a four month old. Uh, fresh newborn <laughs> so the the newborn is the side hustle right now <laughs> <laughs> right now it almost feels like uh the job is the side hustle while the, uh, yeah, it's while the, the toddler it's the, not even a toddler yet. it's yeah, the full-time gig <laughs> the baby is a full-time gig i wake up i'm like oh i gotta go to work like it's like i'm, I'm wiped totally wiped Oh, bro. Yeah. Sleep deprivation's <laughs> kicking in. You're like running, running off fumes, but, uh, I've heard it gets better, but it's all ahead of us. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we shall see. Um, so we're asking people kind of in the middle of this global crisis we're finding ourselves in is to try to see a positive or some sort of a, an opportunity. What new opportunities do you have now that you didn't have say like a month ago? Sure. So, uh, my company, sent us all to work from home uh, about a week before New York decided to pick up on that as well. So we we had the opportunity to be able to like, I guess, pick up things and slowly migrate. Uh, I got my monitor and everything. Everything's totally situated in the same room as our crib and changing table and everything. <laughs> oh so man, home my, office slash baby room. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but uh, like opportunities would be for me being able to see my, my newborn a lot more because during the day I would, I would leave to go get on the train, the subway uh, over in New York city. I would, I would leave around eight o'clock in the morning. Okay. And by the time I left work and, uh, and would get, be able to get back, it would probably be about seven, maybe a little after 7 PM. So for the most part, I never really got to see the sunlight hit my baby's face unless wow. it was a Saturday or Sunday. Um, and, or by the time I was, 
getting home, that was her bedtime. So she was already uh, yeah. either in bed in the process of going to bed. So I'd come in on a crying spree and it's like, well, just be <laughs> quiet or just go ahead and start on dinner. So yeah, this is a, for me, this is a great opportunity for me to be able to be a part of my, my daughter's life in the middle of this, uh, this crisis while I'm still able to get work done. Wow. Yeah. That's super interesting. It's uh, funny how it's, in some ways, bringing us closer together with uh, the people close to us physically. And then even, I mean, things like this digitally, there's opportunity to connect um, globally as well, which is just, it's crazy. I'm kind of, I'm glad that we are alive in the period of time that we are and have kind of like the resources, even the fact that you can work from home. I just think that's, that's amazing, you know? Yeah, I'm very thankful to just to be able to have a job that I can work from home because uh, so many companies aren't set up for that. Uh, maybe they even have desktop computers if it is a computer company. Some insurance companies only like they don't allow anything to leave the the company. So I'm I'm not even sure some of our friends that go to the the same church as us. I'm not sure what they're doing that work for insurance companies. But uh, yeah, again, I'm thankful thankful that I have a laptop and able to I'm able to operate from anywhere pretty much. That's cool. So. We're trying to keep these episodes like kind of like 20-ish sort of minutes. So mm -hmm. it kind of just means we have to dive straight in very deep, very quickly and just kind of see what happens. So one of the questions sure. that I've, I'm trying to like tee people off with is, you know, out of all your life experience, out of all of the journey that you've been on so far, what do you describe as your greatest success? My greatest success? I, I would have to say... Marrying the love of my life at the age of twenty-one, and Whoa, you were young, unreal. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was definitely young, and uh, luckily I don't look thirty-seven today. So a lot of people think, <laughs> "Wait, you got married sixteen years ago?" So yeah, it's been sixteen years now, and uh, our love continues to flourish. Uh, and we finally, like I said, have a four-month-old after sixteen years. Um, so yeah, I would say the greatest success is uh, getting past my young stage of. I don't know. There's so many distractions whenever you're 21 and, uh, and it's just, it, it can be difficult to, to, to keep your focus. Uh, and here we are, like we were just, we, I think for us, it was, it was really the communication. Like that's what really kept us close. Uh, whereas we just saw so many people in our lives that, uh, that kind of grew apart, uh, mm. with the, with their marriages. So just being thankful that, being married at 21, it can be difficult to, to maintain focus, but really it was our communication that, that kept us close and, uh, and kept our love growing. Wow. Is there any ways that you've noticed like recently your marriage changed? Like how has having a baby, um, changed that kind of marital relationship? You know, someone that you said, you know, like you said, you spent 16 years of your life with, and then all of a sudden it's like, boop, here's another life just thrown into the mix. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, things that I thought I worked through, anger and uh, situations like that, I thought that I was way past because I finally got through them. But whenever you're on sleep deprivation and you haven't really, <laughs> like uh, these things that you think you've overcome, you realize you haven't. And uh, so it takes a lot more patience than what, uh, what you used to. So like as far as things that have changed over recently, it's a, it's a, it's been four months and I'll say right now we're still in the trench. I feel yeah. like I'm still kind of at war. So, uh, uh, we're, we're really just living day by day, uh, trying to, trying to make time for each other. But, uh, that time for each other is usually about 60 minutes tops. And a lot of times that has to do with cooking, eating, 
okay, she's up again. Uh, let's <laughs> deal with her for the next uh, 60, 90 minutes. Not deal, but you know, like it's just yeah, yeah. I got our, you. our time is totally cut off and uh, you have to be very selfless whenever you have a, have a newborn. Wow. So the, the flip side to that original question then, how about the, the greatest challenge? And if you don't mind sharing how you were able to overcome it. I'll say my greatest challenge would start before uh, having a kid. And because obviously I can say my greatest challenge is having a newborn, but uh, I'll, I'll say making a conscious effort to be, to be present with my family, to be present with my wife while working for a growing startup. So right now the company has around 130 employees. I was the eighth employee. Yo, <laughs> you got in there yeah. super early. Got in there early. Uh, all of us could fit on one couch that, uh, that uh, worked for the company. <laughs> but flip side, I was the first person at the company who was actually married. So what? there was a lot of, it was, uh, it was a bunch of guys that worked for the company. And I was the only one that was, was married. And maybe some were in relationships. But uh, uh, yeah, so it was a little bit difficult to, to say, okay, I got to leave because I have to go home to my wife. And it was just a, it was a weird situation where people would just be fine working till 9, 10 p.m. because they literally had mm. nothing else to do. So having to be able to overcome uh, what I felt like other people were, I don't know, not judging me, but uh, just they were, they set their own life standards by their work where I didn't want to set it that way and, and uh, trying to make sure that I put my family first and, and uh, my, my work second. Yeah, I think that's a real challenge for a lot of people in the tech sector like you, like even here in Belfast, like we have a real thriving startup scene, but then you like compound that in New York City and it almost has like a multiplier effect because in general people work longer hours, there's more of that kind of like hustle grind culture. So you kind of had like two things like stacked up to like make that challenge a little more prominent, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And now there's this, the company with 130 employees has a good number of people with kids and a good number of people that are married. So it's much easier to have that work-life balance. I would say it's much difficult, much more difficult if you're in a company that it just doesn't have either. It's just not full of uh, married people or it doesn't even have uh, women in, in the workforce. Uh, j just from having um, like the, the combination of men and women and also married, unmarried, people with kids, people without kids, it, it just needs to be more diverse. Uh, and it's very tough whenever it's not. It's amazing. Uh, we have had your wife, Marlise, on the, the podcast before, just really mm -hmm. recently there. And yeah. uh, I was asking, you know, do you have any good like talking points for Brett or anything like that? And she said, <laughs> Brett Rush is an Eagle Scout. And so I just want to know, like, <laughs> what is an Eagle Scout? And what skills do you think that has taught you like for... I mean, they're like lifelong skills, I guess, like based on what I can gather. Sure. So Eagle Scout is the highest rank in Boy Scouts. You oh, have yeah. to obtain it. You have to get it before you are 18. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you pass your 18th birthday, you that's the cutoff. Uh, you can't achieve the, the rank of Eagle Scout. So everything that you do, you have to time it out and uh, pretty much make sure you accomplish everything before you turn 18. And uh the things that I've learned is pretty much, it's not just wilderness survival. A lot of times people just think that Boy Scouts is all about just wilderness survival, but it even has to do with communication. It has to do with the life experiences you wouldn't be able to, to do otherwise. Like uh, I learned how to sail a, a boat. I learned how to flip a canoe and then I <laughs> completely float up with water. And while you're treading water, not being able to touch the ground, 
being able to lift up the the canoe and and uh, empty it out and get back in like things that just you would never ever think about doing <laughs> even like rappelling down the side of a the side of a wall but just all the the life experiences it, it was just uh, something you can't uh, recreate without being able to be in boy scouts yeah but i think that's really cool because okay so how many of us need to know how to flip a canoe over in our day-to-day lives <laughs> like probably like not point not not one percent right but i mean sure. like doing all that sort of stuff like it must give you like a real sense of like confidence in your own physical ability but also in the hey like i can probably like tackle this problem and just give it a shot and just kind of see what happens i think a lot of people are kind of lacking that at the minute sure yeah yeah, it's it's definitely made me more resourceful. Whether it's here at home or I mean, but it doesn't doesn't have to be like when we're on a hike. It just makes me more resourceful with what it is that that's around me for sure. That's awesome. Um, if you could go back to um, you know, that eighteen year old who has maybe just come off stage, or I don't know what way it works. Whenever you receive your Eagle Scout Award, <laughs> if you could grab that person like just for two minutes and uh, pass across a couple of words like what sort of things would you say to him uh so 18 year old i didn't really know what i wanted to do so i focused on a bunch of different things and created a ton of side hustles i would say well some of them weren't really for money it was just uh let me just learn this thing Mm. and it was taking up some time some of my time and i would say i would say tell my 18 year old self really focus in on one thing at a time and put time and effort into learning everything you can be the very best at it with that one thing. It's because it's better to give a hundred percent of your focus towards one thing at a time rather than 20% of five different projects all at the same time. I'm not saying don't, don't uh, have multiple side hustles. Sure. I'm saying uh, if I were to take all of that time and really put forth that effort into, into one hustle at a time, then maybe, maybe I would have, uh, just gone a different path than customer support, or maybe I would have d- done a little bit better with some of these side hustles that I that I did back in the day. So, is there a hustle or a like umbrella skill that you would encourage a young brat to kind of focus on? Uh, always be learning. It's uh, right now. I I feel like I can't consume enough. I feel like I can't consume enough podcasts or uh, or even like life experiences, things people have gone through. Um, or just information for me right now, it's, it's based on building a customer support or customer experience team. But, uh, yeah, if, if there's anything I could say is just, uh, always be learning. Awesome. Um, what's one thing that you would recommend us to check out over the next few weeks as we will have a little bit of extra time on our hands, whether it's a book, a podcast, an album, something for us to, to consume that you think would be beneficial? Well, I actually switched over to audiobooks, and the one that I'm currently on, and I'm almost finished, I'm right at the very cusp of finishing it, is Scott Harrison's book, book called Thirst. I would say uh, check that one out, uh, Thirst by Scott Harrison. Awesome. And that's the charity water story, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, that's the, yeah, exactly, the charity water story. What's, the, um, what's doing it for you in that book? Like, why, why are you enjoying it? I'm enjoying it because I feel like uh, I, I went through somewhat of a similar focus uh, of, uh, of not sure what I wanted to do, but then all of a sudden uh, I was called to, to do a ministry in the inner city of Tampa. And that led to me meeting my wife and that led to me coming to the, to the dream center in New York. And uh, so, yeah, I just love hearing stories, the, the backstory of how somebody 
was going a different direction, found a calling, and then uh, is driving towards that. Unbelievable. Brett, final question, man. Um, this is the question that we're ending all these episodes with. And very simply, if you could send the email, uh, send the email a world right now. <laughs> if you could send the world an email right now, um, what sort of things would you, would you say? Hmm. I would have to say, stop watching all the media and focus on each other, focus on communicating with each other, not focus on being with each other. But uh, yeah, I would say just, just focus on communicating with each other and don't be so consumed with the media. So communication seems to be like a really big thing of yours. Do you have like a quick, like communication I don't want to say hack. I feel like hack is such a terrible word to use in the same sense as communication. But do you have a little tip, a little framework, a little something, something for us to um, kind of actionably take uh, sure. better communication in, in the next few weeks? Uh, well, first, I would say identify what works best for you, whether it's audio, audio video, uh, messages, like if it's, it, uh, is it sent through email, is it sent through text? What works best for you and is it getting it on a calendar even if it's a hey i want to i want to call matthew thompson make sure it goes on the calendar versus uh just put it in the back of the old brain box Uh, (laughs) so i would say the communication would be put it on a on a calendar and also identify what medium works best for you to consume it and then ensure that everybody that is sending you important information sends it to you in that in that fashion amazing Well, Brett, thank you very, very much for your time and for sharing so generously with us. I really appreciate it, man. Matthew, thanks so much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.